Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is the AFL Round 1 wrap-up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you've got a highlight of the week past. Well, yeah, it's been a, a long off-season, and while we were waiting for football to start, uh, for, uh, fortunately it has already started, but North didn't seem to get the memo. But uh, in the meantime, the Grand Prix was on, which uh, I quite liked. Um, the part highlight for me was um, Lewis Hamilton, quality driver, no doubt, but uh, he's a bit of a smarmy little prick particularly when he got himself on pole. And uh, there was some talk in the uh, post-qualifying press conference about the party mode that he had on his on his steering wheel and in the engine mode settings uh, that gave him a whole boost of power. And he managed to out-qualify the nearest rival by a second. So that's, pretty, that's massive in F1 terms. Um, so the two Ferraris that were on the, uh, the front row and third place, respectively, were a little bit iffy about it all and they were kind of getting into him and Lewis Hamilton just said it's just about wiping the smile off your faces uh, in a lovely turnaround of karma he managed to get beaten by the Ferrari Sebastian Vettel who I'm no fan of to be honest he's a bit of a tit too but can drive and uh, Seb was not uh, not beyond sticking it to him in the post conferences just mentioning smiles wiped off faces and that kind of thing so it was two very smarmy blokes going at each other and uh the winner was us uh it was, it was kind of like um married at first sight for people that didn't suck yep never watched it um, <laughs> well, i thought it was piss poor by channel 10 to cut to the project or something just as the podium interviews were starting apparently i wasn't watching on channel 10 but apparently yeah they just went all right we're done with this that's when mark Webb comes out and asks a few questions it, it's no wonder people stream yeah. alleg- allegedly yeah it wasn't like on one of their digital channels or something like that. I don't think so. No, because they only have like one HD now, don't they? they I have no idea. Shit. I don't know. One doesn't do sport anymore. So yeah, one used to be great when it was just all all sport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, mine, you know, I think about eight hours a day were drag races. I guess, and I think they had the footy rights back then too. Could have when yeah. they started one or was it? Yeah, yeah one HD. Just one HD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they had the footy. shared footy rights. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, Brenton, you got a highlight of the week past? Um, what did I get up to? Went out to a winery in country Victoria on Monday. <clears throat> Actually got a tour of the winery. Um, it's one of the oldest wineries in Victoria. And the the mate who is uh, the head of, manage, head of managing the winery or whatever it was, it looks exactly like Mark Webber, just coincidentally. Um, anyway, we're going yeah. through a... We're going through a with, a, with Alain Prost nose. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going, we're going through a tour of the winery and they going through all the vineyards and they take like a, a few like maybe like six or seven bottles around with us just so we go to this vineyard and you're like this is the grapes and this is like what the wine tastes like that comes from this little block or this little um, row of grapes and they have this history of them I'm um, like drinking wine next to the vines that the grapes came off it kind of felt like 
It's the equivalent of like eating a Big Mac in a packed field of cows and being <laughs> like, so this is what your fucking worth is. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that was a good little trip down to you know, Greater Western. I didn't even realize that was a part of, of Victoria, but Great Western is like a, I don't know, area. Uh, yeah, so... Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing west of Melbourne. Great little place, just past Ararat. So yeah, if you're into wine, head down that area. It's really nice. All right. Um, so it was the first round of footy, and it was good to see that, you know, the footy's back. And I was a little bit worried. I thought, am I going to be into it this year? Because, you know, the build-up just hadn't quite been there for me. Yeah. But as soon as I uh, caught the, the train from um, Southern Cross Station into Richmond for the Thursday night game, I'm like, no, no, we're ready. This yeah. is it. Um, I tell you what, though, the the Tigers have never been one to refuse a good bandwagon, and that motherfucker is overflowing right now. And well, it should be. You're like, if you're not going to jump on the bandwagon after a flag, when are you? Yeah, I, I caught the train from Thornbury Station, and I found it interesting that Thornbury was the only one that didn't have police on them. Like every other train station in the on the way there had police. I'm like, Thornbury kind of needs one too. <laughs> it's not a safe area, but yeah, I, I didn't realize that Storm were playing the game to the way home. I saw a couple wearing Storm uniforms. Yeah. So I was like, that's a shit way to try and get that game, um, you know, watched in Melbourne. Put it against round one against the Tigers and, and Carlton. I guess they've just accepted, you know, the people that are rugby tragics are rugby tragics. And yeah, they could have put someone else's game on that day, surely. But had they offset it, people could go to both. Like, yeah. I don't see why you'd. Well, head to head on a Thursday, on Thursday night, though tough, you can't yeah. really offset. But you know, Saturdays they could you know, have one, yeah. in, um, and I know they've done that plenty of times where you get the dual tickets. Yeah, or whatever. they used to do it with Collingwood, didn't they? I think so. Because yeah. they yeah. they shared training facilities or something. Yeah. Um, so Thursday night, then uh, Richmond uh, comfortable in the end over Carlton, but they weren't too comfortable in the first ten minutes. I know. No. Quite a lot of Richmond supporters were very quiet at that stage. Especially the way they were getting smashed in the clearances in the middle. Um, it was, they were making it look easy. Well, I think Dusty got the very first clearance of the night, and yep. then it was Carlton from then on for yeah. the next 10 minutes. Well, it never really seemed like Richmond was too worried, though. It, it seemed like Carlton was doing well. Well, they looked worried to me. No, but... I, I felt uh, Richmond sort of thought they had it in hand. But, it, you know, it's easy to, easy to look from the sidelines and say that shit. But um, I think I thought before the match that Carlton would have three quarters of footy in them, and that was about what they had in the end. It was. Actually, we did very good on our predictions last week, um, yep. which we'll go through as we go through the results. But at the 10-minute mark, like everyone said, uh, five goals to not goal two or something. Two, yeah. And I think Richmond, in 10 minutes, had not marked their own kick yet. Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. They had two marks, That's and they were intercept yeah. marks. You pointed that one out. It was when Dusty took a mark or something kicked on. Um, but yeah, you still never felt like they were... Um, I never felt like they were really going to lose. It felt like that they were putting the effort in, and you just knew Carlton with the young squad they've got couldn't keep up that. We're eventually going to. We're going to. Well, and Cruiser going out. down at half yeah. time. Yeah, or, yeah. he's or one of the he's one of the most dangerous players to me. Well, he was dominating too. Yeah. A bloke his size it. who moves that well. But even the circumstances of, of the the play where a lot of um, penalties that allowed them to get into fifty meters, <clears throat> the fifty meter arc. Whereas Tigers weren't very um, accurate when they got in, even though they smashed them in inside 50s. Um, you felt like that this wasn't going to be that unlucky or undisciplined for an entire game. And then yeah. It wouldn't take much to turn around. Well, to be fair, there were a couple of uh, decisions that I thought were a bit odd, like going both ways. Well, even the umpires came out and said on the Saturday, like, yeah, like, yeah a couple of them were but, a bit shaky. But look, it is round one. Everyone makes mistakes. So yeah. I, yeah. I don't think we can... Uh, we, we can probably go a bit easy on the umpires, uh, can't we? Yeah, yeah but... I, Let's not go easy on Carlton, though. No. <laughs> well, what was funny, though, like, um, when Richmond started to get back into it, I mean, Rewalt kicked a miracle goal from the... A bullshit yeah, goal. Line. Yeah. Um, 
Whereas Carlton, 15 goals, five for the night. Yeah. And they weren't like lucky bounces or anything like that. It was just, no. well, it's a set shot from 30 out and we put it through. Yeah. They were playing an old style footy game, which was fantastic. They they really did absolutely as uh, the best you'd expect them to do, I think, at their stage, um, taking on the reigning premiers. But uh, Charlie Kerno looks like he's he's made himself known this season. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely got that strength on his side and a bit of height and kicks straight. I mean, it was easy when you kick him from goal square mm. from fifties. But funny part for me too, um, Matty Wright. Kick Got five, kick five, yeah. And uh, to me, he's not a player I'd recognise. <laughs> but uh, did the they Carlton get him from from Adelaide, did he come across an Adelaide deal? I think so, a while back. Adelaide, yeah, yeah. But um, the lady next to me was a staunch Carlton supporter. I think she was very outnumbered. Yeah. And uh, bloke behind us a bit of a chat about uh, Maddie Wright and whatnot. She's like, "Well, he got our leading goal kicker last year." I'm like, no "Did shit. he?" <laughs> well, I, I didn't know that honestly. <laughs> I still don't understand. So I, I haven't researched this at all. But I'm I'm going with yeah. random. Lady who was wearing Carlton sure. gear. Yeah, I'm sure I'm, no one cares anyway. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming she knows her shit she because she turned up to that match yeah. <laughs> with about 4,000 other Blues fans and 86,000 Richmond yeah. supporters. Won the goal kicking in 2016. Oh, there right. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're right, he's, he's from Adelaide. I'm just amazed every time I go to a Richmond game, like, I go to them pretty often, and the Richmond home games, they still manage to be surrounded by the opposition's team. I don't know what the fuck goes on with that. Because we go to the cheap seats. <laughs> well, we're well, AFL members, so. Not exactly the cheap seats. Yeah. Well, I guess not. Um, but like I said, when I was going in on the train, and by the time I got to Gate Seven at the MCG, yeah. I'd seen five Carlton supporters. Yeah, like and, literally five, and, yeah, and two Hawthorne supporters. And they all sat yeah. around us. <laughs> followed uh, us in. Yeah, they, they were certainly in there. I think a few of them came in once they were three goals up. Yeah, and some of them left like real quick. They gave them their team pretty bloody quick. There's still ten minutes to go, and they're down by a couple of goals. Like, well, that's it. We're done. Now I've got a question for you. Right, Worst but... performed on the night was it uh, Levi Casbolt? Or the fireworks guy. Because <laughs> I don't know if anybody got this at home, but uh, there was the unveiling of the Premiership flag and they had one firework yeah. go off. Just a <laughs> pop. <laughs> We're like, okay, that's it. It seemed like there was more set up. but it, There was. Yeah. There was definitely like, more set up. Yeah. Like one went off and they're gone, oh, fuck it. That's it. So I don't know whether that went that, off earlier and they just started to abandon it or whether they fucked the wiring up and one went off and the rest of them didn't. Well, I'm going to say it's that because when Richmond ran onto the ground, they then had four fireworks poles set up yeah only one of them went off (laughs) when Carton came out though then they all went off yep so motherfuckers and they're setting it up in series not parallel and one more yeah for some reason (laughs) five minutes before the final siren one went off on the scoreboard yeah Yeah. just kind of weird like that's the first one of the night bang like okay Oh, but then when mm. the game was over, no more went off. No so more. It's not like that one was like they went for a big finish and like, oh, maybe we're going to do something different this year. No, nah, just a little rogue firework going off. I have no idea. I've never seen the fireworks Was it, was it when Caswell kicked the goal? Because that would make sense. <laughs> it wasn't. No, it was just random. I think what happened, leading up to the game, they've just gone to set up and they've you know opened the storage sheds from last year and gone, oh, fuck, we've got a couple left over in grand final. Well, these are probably still good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're fine. You know, meanwhile, half of the men soaked in water. They plug them in. <laughs> Next thing you know, one goes off, the others don't, and then one fires off randomly. Well, I know. I did. Oh, g- long fuse on that motherfucker. That's I, right. I went to the uh, Saturday night game, and uh, they had the same pole set up at the entrances, and all yep. four of them went off, and I went, hmm. Somebody got a replacement in, didn't we? <laughs> Thursday night was the uh, work experience, kid. We're not fucking around now. Anyway, it was funny to see. Yeah. I like uh, it when things fuck up. Everyone's getting used to it. Oh, and, and old mate trying to race the Jeep around the boundary line just missed the start altogether. <laughs> <laughs> if they had the Jeep on fast, yeah, yeah. somehow we caught up to it pretty easy. But anyway. You're not saying it's rigged, are you? No, can no, you, not Can you at bet all. on that? <laughs> yes, you can. Yep. I'm surprised sports bet doesn't have live odds. Um, but uh, it was good enough by Richmond. But to be honest, uh, Carlton showed a lot. 
um, and, and I don't think they could walk away too disgraced. They were never going to get over the line. No, but I thought like, I mean, obviously Richmond were very inaccurate, but I felt that their ability to switch in defense was really good. They did it quick and they allowed them to get free run across the yeah. opposite wing. Also, their, their ability to be able to get the ball into a, a position where they can open up the field is in taking marks across half-back line, like pretty much from from a center square wing to the other center square wing. Yep. They were in like attacking positions in defense where you can really set up, look at. They just really lacked some skill from that kick onwards, yeah. though. Um, the, the easy turnovers they oh, had when they were building well, momentum. Actually, their kicking was, wasn't too bad. Their handballing was disgraceful yeah, yeah. Uh, from Carlton, and, uh, which is the weirdest thing because surely that's the easier part. Yeah. But anyway, that's how it goes. The funny thing for me is that I thought Revolt had a good game. He had a good game. Like, yeah, um, no doubt. Look at his stats. So seven marks, which is great for him. Uh, 18 possessions, 4-2. Great result. Yeah, of course. You're happy with your key fours kicking four any day. But then down the other end, Kurnow's kicked one more goal, had one more possession, and three more marks. So you're like, Revolt's had a good game, but Kurnow's had a better one. So yeah. He has uh, to get uh, the vote ahead of... Revolt. And Kerno looked dangerous too. He yeah. did. Uh, there, there were times where he had a running leap of the ball. You're like, mm, nah, no one's stopping that. Yeah. And even ones where uh, he kicked a, a snapshot just on one step, ball was landing in his lap. When he hurt his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Just snapped that was it amazing. Perfect. So it was, well, he's got a good goal sense and knew exactly where they were. Because Kerno, um, rising star nod last year. He got, but, um, got a nom. Yep. Yeah. But uh, he had an injury season. Might so. have been the year before, actually. But yeah. But he's, he's only a kid. Yeah. He's 20 or 21. He's looking bloody good. Uh, like he's been compared to Cooter, obviously, because he's playing for Carlton. And he's got the wavy hair, yeah. but goddamn, you could see it. Yeah, yeah. I also thought Garlic played well for for a young kid. Yeah, um, be able to have a bit of speed through the middle and took players on. He got caught a few times and you know fucked up, but that's going to happen. It's going to happen. I was watching him for a while and he didn't seem to be able to hit a target. Like every time yeah. he disposed of the ball, it went straight to Richmond. Or at least maybe that was just second and well, third quarter. Wasn't Robinson Crusoe? They certainly looked tired. They were long quarters. Yeah, yeah, they were. I think the first one went, what, 33? One, yeah, I think one of them went 35. And yeah. I was thinking there weren't, weren't that many goals kicked. Yeah. But anyway, um, lots of lots of blood time too, I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Friday night yeah. was uh, a very enjoyable, if not scrappy, game um, with Essendon coming from behind. Six goals to one in the last quarter to get over the Crows. Yeah, and that's like, you don't expect that from the... From, actually, yes, you do. They did that in the last grand <laughs> final. <laughs> well, so, yeah. to, to be fair, in the last grand final, they gave up First quarter, as yeah. opposed to the fourth. Well, yeah. None of us picked this, did we? I did. He did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember how I said I was going to go through how good our predictions were? Yep. Yeah, I remember that this one. one. Oh, this is why you want to go through. <laughs> and and, and I've got another one. You, you just wait. Yeah. But um, I thought, yeah, the, the Crows, they played very well for those three quarters. Uh, it looked like Gibbs stepped in. Like, uh, he looked all right. That the who was a young fellow that had the first game of playing Fogarty. He, Fogarty, he did enough. You he, know, had, in the, in a, he had a great game. The star started a team like that. I think he had uh, about twenty touches and one or two goals. Yeah, yeah, about that. Um, yeah, it, was, it looked really, really good. Um, and I think he was only from last year's draft too. Yeah. Um, so there, there's a good pick up there because obviously they're without uh, Walker and Tom Lynch. Yeah. And so there's Brad Crouch, so. two of their top mm. four goal kickers. Yeah. Um, Jenkins kicked a couple from the goal square. As he does. As he does. But damn, Eddie Betts was quiet. Yep, yeah. You feel like um, people have got the number for that forward line now. It's only one game, but it, it didn't look likely at all, did it? Yeah, yeah. Having said that, um, small defenders is one of Essendon's strengths, I think. Yep, yeah. But also, Adelaide's mids weren't uh, weren't out of it by any means. They've got plenty of ball. I mean, between um, all of them, yeah. Gibbs, Laird and Crouch, there was a hundred and... 17 possessions. Yeah, Crouch was amazing. Yep. Um, he uh, A lot of handball, but there's so many times he in traffic, he looked comfortable. Yeah. 
very uh, much. And uh, yeah, which is exactly what you want from him. But uh, the only thing I can say about him is that between them, 117 possessions, but only seven tackles. So obviously they're they're playing uh, the running forward game, yeah. and they're not holding their own man accountable. Which uh, you know, easy to say after the game's lost, but. Um, for the Crows, too, I thought Talia did a good job on Danaher, um, yep. quelled his influence. Although Danaher had a few chances that he absolutely shanked. Yeah, I feel like that's what you get with Danaher. Exactly. You know, yeah. It's, it's, it's a very short between he puts on a buddy performance. But, you know, he's got a lot of hype on his shoulders now and a lot of uh, people around that forward line to help him out. <clears throat> so, yeah, for someone to be able to do a decent job on him, I think is definitely helpful. But at the end of the day, there are too many people yep. that produce for him, for the Bombers. Um, I thought that uh, the, imp- the new players they've got, yep. the experienced players, played played well. Um, so, Stuart, uh, Sard and Smith were okay without yeah. being great. Yeah. Um, Stewart's been there a couple of years now, but Stringer he did what you'd hope he would do when you get somebody like him. Yeah. Well, yeah. His bursts were great. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Josh Green sort of did a similar role, um, kicked a couple of goals, which are always handy. Yeah. He was very handy, but for someone who only got uh, you know eleven possessions, I thought he was. A genuine option. He was dangerous. You, you had to consider him yep. uh, wherever he was. Um, and uh, the other one, uh, Bell Chambers. I thought Bell Chambers going up against uh, Source Jacobs. That's where you go, if you're a Crow, you go, okay, we're going to dominate that part and we'll yeah. feed from there. Bell Chambers might have won that duel, you know? Yeah, yeah, I think he definitely um, played a role. That, and, and that's one, if, if, he, if he loses that, it gives Adelaide such a big advantage a, a great start with that, with that midfield that they've got yeah. Um, but yeah he's still managed 33 um, hit outs so you know that's what you want from a from that sort of player yeah. also be able to run him around the ground as well make him be accountable and, they have to be able to do that be dangerous yeah yeah. Um, but a good hit out for Essendon um, they'd be very happy with that did, yeah. uh, did Merrick get injured? yeah he got knocked out yeah, uh, Richie right. Douglas got uh, reported so, and yeah. he's probably challenging it right now so we don't know the results if he got off um, not. When I first saw that, I went, good bump. No worries. Yeah. And even on the several replays they showed him, I'm like, nah. I, I couldn't believe that Merritt was knocked out. Um, but uh, they'll argue it at the tribunal. T- to me, it looked like he hit him fair, and yeah. maybe Merritt you know, had hit his own shoulder yeah. um, and knocked himself out that way. The, the unfortunate thing is Merritt's had a couple of knocks in the previous um, preseason, yeah. um, which uh, slows him down a little bit. Um, but uh, yeah, very unlucky. I-, I thought Douglas was. See, it's those sort of things where I'm kind of on the fence. Like one one side, you do have to protect the player, uh, particularly if they've got the ball or they're going for it. On the other side, it is a contact sport. So if you have a fair bump yeah. and the result is that they end up injured, There's... there is. I I do kind of feel that the player is, is responsible for getting themselves in condition to accept a contact. Yeah, I mean, it's if it's di- fair, it's different than you know the Barry Hall spinning punch, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. very much. Yeah. And there's got to be a certain level of expectation that as a contact sport, this is what you do. Yep. These are some of the results, but anyway. But I think players on on a, a larger scale aren't uh, protecting themselves like they used to. I mean, they're getting hit harder than ever before. Anyone that uh, says they're not hasn't uh, seen some yeah. of these players up to speed. But. but- yeah. You still got to be ready for it, surely. Where it goes, I mean, I, that's been one of the criticisms of um, sort of the rules protecting the the person who's getting the first of the ball is that now they know that you can get a free kick for a head higher than intentionally putting their head over the ball, yeah. and that obviously they're going to hit and get a free kick, but it's going to cause permanent damage, and so that's a compromise that players are willing to make. I think so, they're trying to stamp that out a little bit by focusing on ducking and. 
making a player uh, protect his own neck. I think there was uh, in the the Sydney game and, and a couple of the other games um, over the weekend. There was a couple of uh, oh, I was definitely in the Geelong one. D- uh, players ducking and got hit high, and the umps going no, nah, yeah, fuck off, champ, keep going. Yeah. Um, and I thought that part was really well umpired. Besides Thursday night, I thought the, the weekend was pretty well done. To yeah. Be honest. Yeah. I hope they stick to that, uh, not rewarding a player, putting himself in danger. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be hard yourself. in the short term yeah. because players will keep doing it on the off chance they'll get a kick. Yeah. But I think in the long term, the benefits will be there because if you reward players trying to paralyse themselves, eventually it'll happen. Uh, Saints uh, over the Lions on Saturday at Etihad Stadium. It, to be honest... Not a great showing from the Saints, but I mean, Lions were even in the lead late in the third. Yeah, um, but there was quite a few times where the uh, the ball get turned over and the Saints would run through, and they'd have you know a two on one in, in the forward, and that's where they got their scores from. Yeah, um, it was the uh, lack of skill from the the Lions that got the Saints over the board, rather than the Saints' skill. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, mm. it does. Um, it was always going to be an interesting one because you, as a Saints supporter, you really want them to dominate this one and show what they're going to be capable of against yeah. a team that's it, not going to be strong. If they're going to challenge this year. Yeah. Yeah, I think it shows that, I mean, obviously, round one, yep. uh, it's hard to, you know, get read too much into it, but hey, this is what we do. So <laughs> <laughs> let's read well, into it. See, see, the funny thing is it's still worth four points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. See, I think uh, the Saints weren't at their peak, but I think Brisbane have shown a massive step up from last year. They weren't embarrassed. Yeah, sure. No. Yeah. Whereas previously, I felt Brisbane have walked off the field just kind of like, fuck again. Oh, no. Oh, thank God that's over. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm going to go home now and I don't know. What do you do in Brisbane um, on a Friday night? I was watching this game yeah, and it was a, a good five or 10 minutes before I realized that Luke Hodge was playing. Yeah. And I went, oh, there he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's doing what you'd expect, you know, marshalling the troops. But end of the day, he is 34 years old or wherever he is. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit of a well, he got victory tour. He got twenty five touches, but yeah. um, only two tackles. Yeah, which uh, to me that's that's well, it's playing last line of defence too. It's yeah, yeah. You'd have more spoils than tackles. But I'd I'd rather he play that uh, backline marshal at the moment rather he, than try and uh, block everyone right now. Yeah, and yeah. he's a coach. That's yeah. what he's there. Yeah, yeah. and he has he's to a be. coach. Uh, they're not going to worry about the result of the first few rounds as long as yeah. their back line is starting to understand how that play works. The, the Lions are in more trouble too because Daniel Rich uh, with his injury. And yeah. I, I think I saw a report today that it's not good. It's Shit. it's months, not, Shit, not weeks. So um, he, he's going to be out for some time. Isn't he a, a restricted free agent end of the year? I didn't didn't see that that stuff. I've got a feeling he might be. He might be. Um, I know he's a Victorian boy, so he might want to come home. You never know. Yeah, I mean, he's still slotting to a lot of clubs that need that sort of hard... Outside runner. Well, I mean, he's a rising star winner, you know, from years ago. But apparently, yeah. you know, the, the whispers are, and who knows if they're true or not. But um, he does the bare minimum when it comes to track right. track work. Right. So, so well, who, who knows? North Melbourne, it is then. But, <laughs> well, no, he's got a top knot. He's going uh, going Collingwood. Um, but I mean, Brisbane have been shit since he's been there as well. Yeah, and that's got to be really demotivating. Um, you'd have to start looking elsewhere just to try and get some fire in the oh, belly again. At a guess. He hasn't won 40 games in his career. All right, I'm going to have to look it up. Pretty decent guess, yeah. Someone will tell us. You want to put overs or unders on that? Um, I'm going, I'm going. He's, uh, I don't think he's won 30. Ooh. That, that's called unders. Yep. Yeah. I'm All right. Looks like I'll take overs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and what about Jack Stephen? He picked up where he left off last year. He's going to be one of the consistent players um, for that St. Kilda team, as you'd expect. 
Um, but he still pumps in two goals, gets over 30 possessions. Yeah, clearly the best uh, best player on the Saints now. Yeah, bloody handy. Yeah, and Seb Ross as well. But um, Jack Carlisle's been a bit of an uh, exercise and disappointment as well. I feel like he hasn't really lived to the expectations that they would have had uh, securing him. All right, Daniel Rich has played 166 games. That many? 52 wins. Oh, there you oh, go. Yes. Um, well off. 14 of them in his first season, and that's his best season by a long way. <laughs> so take those 14 out, and he's not looking so good. Yeah. But anyway, 166 games. There you go. Um, he's yeah. got a 30%. Uh, I think Saints, you know, up against the reigning wooden spooners, they did enough to get over the line, yep. move on. So enough people put in a fair effort as well. I yeah. mean, there's lots of people that just... There's a team that's not going to be a pretty team to watch most of the game. But. Um, yeah, old mate Charlie Cameron got a quick three. I mean, that's that's encouraging. For a, a good pickup. Yeah. Um, he looked uh, very dangerous at times. Um, I, I just don't feel there's enough of a focal point down there. Oh, of course not. They're, they're terrible. Like he, um, he's handy, but he's not your your spearhead. Oh, well, he's a crummer. Um, hmm. They lost uh, Shaki, who was going to be that player. Yeah. Um, Hipwood's going to be dangerous, but he still needs to visit a weights room. Yeah, um, and he didn't quite come on in, in, in this game either. But yeah. um, you see what Dane Beam's come back from for a serious injury, so you wait mm. and see. You know what? What has that impact yeah. his longevity? And next week, uh, Mitch Robinson got rubbed out for a week too, so he's yeah. going to be uh, unlucky there. You assume that with the Mitch Robinson season, it's it's the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, the other uh, the next game was Port and Frio. I said Port would be on top of the ladder at the end of the um, round. Yep. Not bad. They they were second. Yeah, um, but you can pick that coming from a mile off at home against Frio that look a little bit shaky. Um, they were always going to going to do the business here. Yeah, I mean um, until the Sunday, I thought uh, my tip for Port finishing top of the was pretty good because <laughs> uh, I thought I'd at least have one week well, in the bank. For that. Well, uh, if if they didn't turn off in the final quarter, and you know they probably tied out a little bit, they could have done it easy. Yeah, I. I Honestly, I think it's going to be a bloody long season for the Dockers. The Dockers as well, yeah. Um, Fife was back, but a um, little bit curtailed. Um, probably overwhelmed by the five different midfielders he was trying to cover. Yeah, yeah. I think. And, and Big Sandy, uh, it didn't dominate as much either, even though Ryder you know, left early. And Port Adelaide, that's going to be their trouble for the next month because yeah, they big man, yeah. they got rid of most of their uh, their rucks. So, so Jack Watts going to pinch hit again. <laughs> well, maybe did a bit of ruck work at uh, yeah. at Melbourne at yeah. times. Well, Sandy had fifty two hitouts, so he did okay. But uh, I, I I agree with. You. I don't think a lot of those hitouts were to advantage. But I think no. that's Sandilin's style. It always has been. Um, yeah, he's yeah. just like whack the fucking thing and then hope five can get it. But in yeah. this case, there well, was four midfielders at, that were faster. At the same time, more than any other ruckman, um, every, all the other opposition midfielders go right. He's going to win the tap. I've got to look after that. Yeah. yeah. So, no, I don't think a ruckman, maybe in history, has had to deal with that as much as him. Yeah. But I don't know why a seven foot tall ruckman doesn't talk to his rovers and say. I'm going to hit it right, or I'm going to well, hit it left. He does, but it just takes him so long because he's got yeah. to say fee fi fo fun first, <laughs> and then everyone's like, "All right, yeah, that's where it's going." Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, when he hits it, there's three bloody opposition players watching where it goes anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. I haven't uh, seen him do a back tap ever. Uh, I, I'm, I'll have to have a look at that fifty-two. <laughs> Maybe you did. Um, but yeah, well, it was just winners all over the ground for for Port. There was they're always on top. Um, yeah, they could have raffled it at the end of there. Yeah, uh, got a rising star uh, nod from Riley Bonner, um, who I think twenty nine touches or thirty uh, touches. Thirty one. Thirty one. There you go. Um, he had a great game. And Only one tackle though. Soft cop. Well, it's hard to tackle it when you've got the ball all the bloody time. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, 
Um, on to the swimming. Uh, <laughs> now, this is the other great prediction I, I had. And I said that uh, all scoring will be at one end. Yep. Spot fucking on. Was it? Yeah. All goals were at one end. Honest, I didn't bother watching this game. I, I watched it just to see how much water there was. And the answer was all of it. All of it. Yes. Yeah. Especially in the first quarter. Well, to be fair, it drained quickly, yeah. but uh, it had to because they would have fucking drowned. I, I think I read somewhere, uh, smallest crowd since 92 or something, and they had 3,000 there. Mate, wow. unbelievable. They got 3,000 yeah, there. It's like it was raining. They couldn't leave. <laughs> they were people that booked their tickets a month ago. But there were player families that didn't turn up. It yeah. was drenching that much. Uh, full marks to every bastard that sat through that yeah. um, hurricane beforehand. If 2,000 of those are Gold Coast supporters, they're set. Because yeah. if there's your hardcore core members... They're, fucking, they're never going to leave you. In cans of all places. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, like I said, that's nothing against either side because they did the best they could with the with the conditions they had. I don't know about that. <laughs> it, it was hard to watch at times, um, particularly when there was just so much muck because you'd have players kicking long balls and then it'd just go thump into yeah, the water and exactly. stop. Uh, there was one stage, I remember, a kick out from full back, I think it was, uh, from Gold Coast. And it's bounced about three metres in front of Goldstein. Goldstein's bent down to pick it up, and the ball just stops. <laughs> it hasn't got there. Yeah. Uh, so he's had to run forward. <laughs> but it is one of those games where you go, like, all right, we got through it. Yeah. We don't care. Um, there was a, a little bit of that. I mean... No injuries either side, I don't think. No, which is amazing. I mean, yeah. somebody might have drowned. Um, Jed Anderson got on the top knot as well. Did I, has he really? Did I notice yeah, that? Yeah, he has. Well, you know, he's got, what, four kids now, so he's... 23 and having a midlife crisis. Yeah. <laughs> might might seem a bit like that. I'm not getting prettier. No. But, um, yeah, the um, one of the things that I liked watching was how many young lads had a bit of a crack. And uh, uh, Hartung wasn't the worst player on the ground. I tell you what, not his conditions either. No. <laughs> uh, he had a couple of sprays and a few shots at goal that didn't really work out. But he, he was in one of the better, uh, better areas of the ground, I'd say. Yeah, Still, you wait till he's inside under the roof and uh, you, you can actually see. I think he's improved over the off-season, yeah. but that, you can't take anything from that game. Well, what I can take is that uh, Luke Davies Yuanaki uh, got five handballs and uh, three kicks, which is uh, three more kicks than Boomer got in his first match. So yeah. I think we can lock him into 500 games. 600, minimum six. I'd say so. Yeah, so what I took enough. out of it was how to pronounce his last name. Yunaki? I'm probably fucking Inyaki. it up, to be honest. Yunaki? I don't know. Um, LDU. That'll, yeah, that'll do. Yeah, that'll work. Fair enough. Uh, and Ben Jacobs got through a whole match without getting injured. So that's, that's a, a big plus. That's, that's something for him, isn't it? Yeah, I'll run with that. Um, but yeah, again, another game where you just, you're just you not going to play in those conditions again for the rest of the year. So you, you get nothing from it. Um, no, not really. On to Saturday night, Hawthorne and Collingwood. Um, interesting enough game. I think, like we said, this is the the best of the undercard. Yeah. Um, yep. But Collingwood were woeful in the end. They were terrible, and I didn't expect it to. I mean, I thought it'd be not a not a fantastically skillful game, but yeah. I expected to be a bit more fight from Collingwood. I thought they, I thought they were going to win and probably make it close at least. But Hawthorne just ran over. What uh, what stood stood out for me uh, just yesterday actually? The Age had one of the things on uh, Buckley and is he a good coach yeah. or not? You know, the, the whole trying to get likes on Facebook to yeah, get interacted yeah. whatever and a bloke with a, a Collingwood symbol as his profile pick has gone you know the age should really consider the mental health of the people they're criticising <laughs> once you've got player <laughs> supporters talking about the mental health of their coach because they're getting criticised oh, you, you're running out of reasons to defend him well um, 
it was interesting as well that after the game, I think all the talk was on Collingwood and they were saying, well, remember last year when Tommy Mitchell got 50 touches <laughs> and they said it meant nothing? What did it mean this time? Yeah. <laughs> because uh, I, I was at the game and when he got up to 52, yep. I think the whole crowd knew. Really? <laughs> he was just, he, um, and they were amazing uh, how he got them as well. Because when you see somebody that's padding out the stats, it's like, you know, yeah. somebody else has taken a mark and they've done a little run around the back. And then they've done a give and go. They've got three touches in the space of two seconds. Yeah. I don't think I saw him do that once. Right, so they're all legit. They're all earned. legit. And I don't think I saw a man on him either. Well, I don't think it was a man on him. Let's say he had four touches. <laughs> do you reckon they were just all just running away from him? Just go, I don't want to be the bloke that's getting the blame for this. I, I don't know. Um, so, he must have a good tank. But again, I'm, I'm not an AFL coach, and Buckley can definitely coach a team better than me. But if I see a bloke approaching 50 touches for a match, put a cunt on him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't well, know. Have someone yeah. run with? Call me a hardliner, but I'd start at 40. <laughs> <laughs> get, in, get in a little yeah. earlier. Yeah. Um, but he's got 30 at halftime. You know, maybe get someone to stick on him a bit. 27 contested possessions too. So it's, it's not like he's sitting out on on, the, on his own getting them all. Or I'll get two of them uh, on him. Yeah. Um, Trelawdid, fuck all. Get him on there. I might have told this joke before, but it was uh, Adam Sandler's stand-up once. He goes, uh, Wilt Chamberlain once scored 100 points in an NBA game. Wow. This is my impression of the coach on the other team. Okay, guys, who's on Wilt? <laughs> <laughs> Might want to stick a bit closer to him. <laughs> uh, 54, I mean, you, you can say it wasn't the greatest game that's ever, but um, Jesus Christ, that's a lot. Yeah, I, mean, I was considering whether putting him on my super coach, but I'm like, surely someone's going to pick him up this time. Like, surely no one's writing a fourth one like that. I, yeah, I feel really, like he's one of those guys that next week he's going to get tagged down to a lazy 25. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Geelong next week, so yeah. 20. You'll have somebody to look after. Um, Burgoyne. Uh, goes forward and kicks a couple. Um, but, jeez, he, he can do anything. Yep, yep, he just keeps on kicking on. I mean, how old is he now? Uh, 59. 59, I yeah, think. About yeah. No, he's the oldest in the league, and I th- so I think he's 36. Damn, he's still uh, like, that's a good 36-year-old. How many kids he got? Uh, he's 35. Uh, four? All girls? No, three boys. Oh, okay, they're good. Yeah, blood oath. Um, and they're big footy fans, so hopefully they're good. Yep, also <laughs> finding out some mileage out of Diego Ramirez. Yeah, so he, he ran out the whole match. He ran out the whole match. And I think right. He got busted open a couple of times. Yep. Uh, That's I think what you like to say. I think he had 12 touches in the first quarter. Um, but he was good and consistent after that as well. Yeah. Um, I, I thought the for um, Collingwood, uh, the debutants were really the, the shiny light. Yeah, they were. Um, um, was it Jaden Stevenson? Was he one of them? Uh, Stevenson. Uh, There's another couple. Uh, names just as... Uh, Murray uh, as well. Yep. Um yeah, I thought they showed a bit. Yeah. Um, well, Cox didn't show much, and he probably won't ooh. be showing much for a week or two. That's uh, one of those ones where I think he, he may have been unlucky to get reported, but nobody's going to stand up for it. They're not going to bother challenging him. Like, mate, you're down the twos for three weeks anyway. Yeah. You sit on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, they it, should get reviews. Like, uh, you know, each team gets two successful reviews. Like <laughs> Just have a look at this one again. Um, there was, uh, before the game, um, when I was watching the warm-up, he was potting... Uh, goals from 50 beautiful drop punts right. um, you know half goal post height and I just thought I haven't seen there's not many Ruckman that can kick that well no. Jesus was a good kick and I thought he's, his skills have improved problem is couldn't get the ball right yeah um, there's, he was dropping marks and then uh, when he's contested and then he, I think he dropped at least three when he was out on his own yeah, well he didn't get good. a single mark for the night and yeah. for a bloke that's seven feet tall Jesus get at least one champ yeah um, it, 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 be, it became a real problem um, for him Six touches. Um, and besides that, it was uh, Maynard, I think, that got uh, reported for staging. 
really? It was great to see too because it was right in front of the umpire. <laughs> um, Tommy Mitchell pushed him in the chest and he went down grabbing his jaw. Oh, wow. And uh, again, another That's great special. moment from the umpires. He just looked at him and went, no, <laughs> and, and kept moving. And of course, Tommy Mitchell turned around and gave him a mouthful. <laughs> Speaking of giving him a mouthful, it was good to see that um, Trelaw got another mouthful as well. Um, he must love to talk doesn't he because uh, he's, yeah. he's got a thing going with Richmond because um, you know the Collingwood list is closer to a premiership than the Richmond one yep. um, and then he had a go at uh, Tommy Mitchell last time he got 50 touches that's right so this time um, James Sisley went and reminded him <laughs> he's got 50 touches again champ <laughs> and I think he uh, Trelaw had um, 35 or something like that at 40% efficiency wow uh, really shit. that says it doesn't it yeah and he had shots at goal that should have been through. There was one, uh, I think it was about 30 out, and it hit nothing. Yeah. Like, out on the full. There were some shockers. Um, but yeah, Trelaw, he, he really is on the bad side of uh, the calls. He, he gets less calls right than I do. Uh, I think Lou Rich has, has passed away, and somebody's taken the, the moniker from him. Uh, so I think every call he makes is not a good one. Uh, can he... I don't know. He probably listens. Can you call up and say, I'll never sleep with Megan Gale or something? <laughs> Just, <laughs> I'm banking on your bad luck, champ. Right. Okay. I think the wife will forgive me for that one too. Okay. Um, all right. On to Sunday then. Uh, the Giants gave Bulldogs an absolute smashing. Um, it was comical at times as well. Worse, so I think they put the foot on the throat more than what Port Adelaide did to Frio. Yeah. Yep. And it's the only reason they're on top. Um, they gave away goals. I, th- I think we all tipped GWS, didn't we? Yeah, definitely. Uh, n- none of us would have thought it by that much. No. I thought they were going to... I didn't think the Bulldogs would get close, but yeah, I, I didn't pick 70 or whatever it was. I didn't 63. take control of Richmond's premiership hangover. Let's try 82 <laughs> they won by. Oh, there you go. Um, yeah, that, that's a big result. And again, uh, it could have been more. Yeah, uh, and uh, like, like I said before, I thought GWS would win, but I thought Dogs put a bit of a fight. There was like talk of a sensible uh, off-season, got rid of some of the bad eggs there, had some people that were fit and young running kids, but no. Culture problems, like yeah, they say. Yeah. Um, and Libba going down didn't help either. Yeah, also, no. yeah. But on top of that, they got Shaki playing in the reserves. Boyd yep. played, I think, uh, 30% of time in the reserves. Yep. And Mitch Wallace couldn't get into the best 22 either. Yeah. It's... There's something going on. Yeah, exactly, because I feel like they're all definitely best 22 with a team like that gets pumped by GWS for that bunch. Well, especially when you're crying out for a forward option, and yeah. you know you've got Shaki over the um, off season. Yep. You've got to play him. Yeah. On the other side of the field, what forward options would you love there? Cameron, Patton, Green, all looking beautiful. Yeah, uh, Green especially. I thought. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah. He, who would have thought that out of those three, he'd be the ones that uh, that's getting all the accolades? Yep. Yep. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's easy to forgive someone being a dickhead if they're successful. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's your dickhead in yeah, that case. Exactly. Um, he's. Uh, such a good player. I mean, he's just dominating that. Yep. Um, but who, who knows? They're looking like the complete list that everyone thinks that GWS are. Maybe finally they go one step further this year. Between those three, they kick 12 goals, five. Yeah. So that's a decent conversion rate, yeah. even. Brett Lillard got a run out from round one, finally, and the first time in, I think, 10 years. We made it through the uh, through through the game. So through there. Might even play uh, a second game. Looks more miserable than ever, though. Which just reminded me, actually, we forgot to mention something with the Adelaide game. Sam Gibson, late withdrawal. Yeah, one breaks game. the one thirty. What a lazy bastard! Yeah, <laughs> first game for the Crows. <laughs> nah. Let's see, Josh Gibson at the F one with Nico Rosberg. So I don't know. Are they related? They're brothers, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Pretty sure not. But Put them side by side. I think you can tell they're not. 
And he snuck on if, down there just on his ticket. So, yeah, her brothers. <laughs> if, 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 if they are, I think the mum's got some explaining yeah. to do. Yeah. It was funny on the commentary. They're like, there's Nico Rosberg with his mate. And I'm like, meh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Josh Gibson is just those people that arrive at every single party. And no one knows who they actually are. Well, I, it could be they both date a pussycat doll. Because there's a lot of pussycat dolls yeah, out there. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, or the pussycat doll's male manager in Nico Rosberg's case. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so, anyway, Giants on top of the ladder, and I think they're going to be there for a couple of weeks yet. Well, I hope they get the flag, because that means more like a Kelly to leave. <laughs> um, all right, on to the closest game of the round, with Geelong and Melbourne. Um, what a great fight from Melbourne, because I thought that uh, Geelong would run away with this one uh, before the game. Um, and I think it was just absolute grit um, that uh, they were in with a chance and yeah. should have won. Yep. Yeah, and I, I laughed when I saw the odds were even before the game. Like, not right before the game, but when we were doing our preview. Right. Uh, so the bookmakers weren't picking a side. There's a lot of people hot on Melbourne. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, there's reason to, but there's everyone's hot on Geelong too, and they've yeah. got reason to. So it's kind of hard to see the Melbourne map that grade, that ground, when uh, Geelong obviously got Ablett in and some young kids that are doing all right as well. Well, actually, their first game is they had Kelly, um, I'm going to mispronounce his name now, uh, the the tall uh, key forward, Ruta Rodolunga. Uh, yeah, God, yeah, something like that. Yep. Um, he he looked dangerous. Um, yeah. He certainly looked more dangerous than Hawkins. I, I was mm. obviously he's getting yep. less attention than Hawkins, but um, I was more worried about him. Was Tim Kelly another? Yeah, Did Kelly and, and Rataluga, and there was another one, um, a third one. I can't remember. Yeah, I thought Kelly played well. Probably Fogarty. You got a feel for Max Gorn though. Forty-seven hitouts. You know, twenty touches. Got a goal in there too. A couple of marks tackles. Probably the player of the match. And he just couldn't cost him. Couldn't convert. Yeah. That was a shootout attempt, though. I'm going to be honest. You knew straight away. An awful like, this is very, very gettable. There was a no great, chance. He did a press conference today, and I read um, you know the news articles that follow from it. And yep. he was really great in it. He said, you know, I shouldn't say this, maybe, but um, when I was going for that, I was thinking, this is my moment. This is my chance, you know, to, to really make it, make a name and you know uh, yep. have my moment. Um, and then I shanked it. Yeah. Uh, but I like that because, of course, that's what's going through your head. Yeah. Oh, every every bloke that's or every person now that we've got AFLW who's ever picked up a footy has had that fantasy. Yeah. Like sirens blown, yeah. you know, I'm 70 meters out on the boundary with a torp. You know, in this case, but, he was a bit closer. Um, but like I said, he's, he's a shit set shot from there. Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah, yeah. less than 50. percent So um, it reminded me of was it Hamish McIntosh that missed one after the siren for North, and he he did the press conference and said, oh, I stuffed it up. You know, I think yeah. it was Goldstein. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that shanked it. Yeah. Um, reminded me of that. Um, but otherwise, um, one of the, probably the most enjoyable game um, to watch as a yeah. neutral over, yeah. over the weekend. I thought it showed just the development of Clayton Oliver as well. I mean, a young kid going up against the best midfielder in the comp, you know, chased yeah. hard, got his own got his own ball. Uh, I think he might have kicked a goal. Yep, kicked a goal. Uh, Late 10 tackles, yeah. which is what you need if you're going to try and control yeah. that midfield. Busy all day. Um I think that he's turning out to be, you know, their best midfielder at the minute. Yeah. Um, and you look at someone like Petraka, you're like, oh, you should be better than yeah, Oliver. Yeah. Um, not that Petraka played bad, but now's the time, champ. You need to be good. You yeah. know what? Looking at uh, Geelong's bids, though, I mean, you've got 39 touches for Selwood, 39 for Ablett, 26 for Duncan. Oh, can you can you fit danger in? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he's going to. Um, it, it is funny because uh, Geelong played Hawthorne this week. and the, uh, Was it Selwood that went down with an injury? You're like, don't worry yeah, about nah, yeah. He'll be fine. He's going to come back on. Nothing's going to happen. And yeah, he played out the game. and like, yeah, he'll play next week. Dangerfield will be back. Don't worry about it. Um, they, they had no worries. Uh, Harry Taylor, probably. You, you never know. 
Um, he just looked like a sore foot, which is, is another thing. It was uh, Joel Selwood's 250th game, yep. um, so obviously he got chaired off the ground. Harry Taylor left in the first quarter because he was injured. He was the one that chaired him off. No, did he? Like, now, <laughs> two things have either happened. Either they've pushed in their bloody injured player, which is a disgrace, yep. or he faked it. He just couldn't be asked. This is how work cover catches you. Yeah. <laughs> he had ham in his pocket and thought, oh, shit, wrong game. I'm not doing this again. And went, I'm embarrassed. I'm going to go sit on the sideline. <laughs> Yeah, um, so yeah, maybe Taylor's went, ah, I'm not needing this game. I'll, just, I'll take an audio, thanks. We, we got this covered. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this shows how good Melbourne uh, can be this season if you're going to put on that effort in round one against Geelong. So yeah, you'd expect that they've got to be a fighting chance for a top eight spot. I'm going to say that, but they need a win. Um, yeah. uh, otherwise, this is the, the season that almost happened. Yeah. Well, um, if they're ever going to break the streak against North, round three is their chance. Yeah, I'm going to say, if they lose that game, pack away. That, that's it for them. Um, finally, the Eagles opened up their new stadium and fucked it up from the get-go, to be honest. Yeah. Um, well... No banner. Yeah, what was the deal <laughs> with that? Didn't come out to the team song. Um, I was very disappointed that I saw about four other people on Twitter made the sa- exact same joke that I made as well, which is, this is the worst thing that's happened in Australian sport in the last 24 hours. Yep. Um, it's an easy joke to go for. It, it was, but uh, end of the day, their back line looked shocking. Um and I yeah. don't know if it was because they were just undermanned or if just it was Buddy's day and this is going to happen. Well, it's always scary when Buddy has a day in round one. Usually it takes, <laughs> him, takes him a while to start firing to, up. To get bothered. Um, so if that's going to be the effort that they're putting in all season, then that's certainly filled a, a big sort of hole that they've had with being consistent uh, with forward pressure yeah. for Swans. Um, Luke Parker kicked a great goal as well. He was pretty stoked it, about oh, it. That was, that was bullshit. Goal of the year, don't yeah. worry about it. Forget <laughs> it, it's done. Um, but yeah, uh, all-round dominating performance by... Uh, um, Sydney, uh, away from home, obviously the other side of the country, and all everything to play for for West Coast with Nick Nat back and yeah. new, new stadium. Well, Nick Nat was better than I thought, yeah. um, and you could feel his influence mm-hmm. on the game, yep. um, even if it wasn't uh, impacted. Um, to, watching the game, though, I was surprised that West Coast was still in it in the fourth. Yeah, because it did feel like Sydney were on top all the way, but. Um, just little mistakes, I guess, and, and West Coast were able to uh, capitalise. Yeah, and that's what you can't do against Sydney. They've got so much experience, and someone like Buddy who can just tear you apart on his own. You just need the ball, you know, anywhere within the forward half. I mean, to be fair, you normally expect Buddy to kick, you know, three goals, five or something, but he's hit 8-1. He's, yeah. he's had his day. Beautiful set shots there were as well. Um, and, you know, when he had the, the snaps, and you just every time he went near him, you're like, what's he going to do? Yeah. yeah. But he seems like one of those players that when his confidence is up, he has, has that fir- first three or four goals, or two or three goals, then he, he's got his side in. Yeah. If he's kicked he's two up. in the first quarter, you're going to shut everything down. Yeah. And go, okay, we're just going to stop him, otherwise this is over. Yeah. And um, let's be honest, at halftime, uh, I think he had five or six already. Um so when he's ended up with eight, West Coast have probably gone, yeah, that'll do. Because <laughs> um, it, it looked like more. Um, another debutant uh, in Liam Ryan, um, who's come out of the waffle um, for WA. He looked really good, looked really dangerous. Um, but I f- feel like if Josh Kennedy was up there as well, yeah. um, he could have someone else to feed off and yep. take some attention away from him. Yeah, I mean, they're going to need some people to be clear avenues to goals. I think Darling kicked three straight, but uh, mm-hmm. Lacroix was still a little bit off. I think he kicked the first one um, for for the Eagles, yep. Lacroix. But, but he's doing a lot on his yeah. own. So I mean, he needs someone else going to be good, really. Uh, if this is going to be indicative of Eagles, do you think McGovern's going to want to come to Vic? 
Because that's going to be all the talk about over there. Yeah, I, th- I think he's just signed on, hasn't he, or, or recently? Or am I thinking of his brother? I'm not sure. You might be thinking of Adelaide McGovern. Yeah. But, uh, the, but he's an unrestricted well, end of the year. He's a funny one, too. Because I thought that they didn't want him to play on Buddy because he plays that intercepting and, and loose man down yep. back. But he's the kind of guy that is better to play on Buddy because Buddy's too tall and too fast. Yep. McGovern plays the ball. He doesn't worry about his man as much. And I thought, that's the only way you're going to beat him. Yeah, you, yeah, beat the ball first. Because if you stand side by side, he's too strong. Yeah. If you stand in front, um, the Swans midfield kicks it over your head. Yep. And if you stand behind him, he's too quick. So all you can do is watch the ball and try and beat him to that. Hmm. Um, I mean, you, you run the chance of being a stepladder, but so be it. He, he's not going to take many screamers. Yeah. Um, you know, that's not really part of his game, although it has improved. But if he does, he's going to land on you pretty fucking hard. <laughs> yep, well, you he'd know, be, he'd be high 90 kilos, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to say closer to 100 than yeah, 90. I'd say so. Yeah, which is high tall. 90s, isn't it? Yeah. Run. Let's uh, have a look. But yeah, he can, he's got the leg strength to get up there. When that's coming down at 9.8 metres per second per second, fucking hurts. Yeah, of course it does. Um, but overall, Swans did enough. Um, and, you know, when, when the game was on the line and Parker's kicking so- um, scissor kicks over his fucking head, yeah. um, you could help but just think if you're um, on the West Coast Eagles, it's just not going to happen. It just can't Eddie, happen. I think Eddie Betts was watching that going, that motherfucker stole my <laughs> <laughs> That's my style. Yeah, it's um, pretty amazing. It's going to be pretty hard to beat that for the rest of the year. So I'm excited. Uh, if something does beat it, it's going to be yeah. great. It's going to be one of those ones, I think, but round 17, everyone will be talking about goal of the year, and they're going, oh, wait, remember that one from round one? Yeah, yeah that's one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right. That's right, right. that was unbeatable. Uh, but he's officially listed at 107, so there you go. For the Coleman? Yeah. No. <laughs> Kegs. 107 kilos. Uh, probably $1.07 for the Coleman at the moment, too. Uh, yeah, especially since I think Josh Kennedy's not due back for another four or five weeks. Yep. Um, so the only other name you throw up there would be Danaher and Brown, and both of them had... Well, Brown well, had a shit-ass weekend. I don't think anybody's going to be putting Brown up there this year. I will. Yeah, you, you, can, you can try all your life. Yeah. Well, he's um, not going to be competing with many other people for goals. But unfortunately, yeah, last year, they didn't even set him up for them. Competing with the other team for goals. <laughs> yeah, I think that's about <laughs> it. That might be it. All right, so let's have a look at round two then. Um, the grand final rematch Thursday night. Uh, Crows are hosting Richmond. Um, should be a few back for both sides by the sounds of it. Yep. Uh, Basher and Prestia are back. Um, and probably Walker and Lynch. Yep, and the Crows don't play well on Thursday nights, so maybe. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah, let's start that here. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting game. Uh, obviously, Crows seem a little bit beaten up, especially the talk of off-season shenanigans where the Crows are mentally unstable because yeah. I know some dudes drove into the bush blindfolded, which I mean... Some shit. Don't know what the plan was with that one, but... Um, oh, it just sounds like a fun weekend. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was someone's Bucks party. Might have been a leadership thing. Who knows? Yeah, it's so it was weird. definitely not a good idea to let Nigel Smart organise that off season. <laughs> anyway, um, um, so yeah, I think the target. Obviously, I think Ty's going to win. Um, I just want to see uh, what Adelaide's game plan is going to be because they've been beaten. Um, you know, not comprehensively, but they got outplayed yep. through four quarters, which has mm-hmm. always been a concern. So, yeah, see what how do they bounce back? Is this going to be you know a bit more spiteful because it's uh, the premiers? Well, the Tigers got a clean injury sheet too. Which, so they'll have their Premiership 22. Well, Could be Rioli. Rioli's still out. I thought he was coming back. Nah. nah, nah he'll he, he, be round six or seven, I think. Fucking AFL out messing with me. Yeah. But, um, well, even without that, you'll have 21 of the best 22 coming out. Yeah. But normally in this instance, I'd go for the uh, grand final loser because they've got a lot more to play for. But 
I think Adelaide are a bit at sea at the moment. I think Tigers will beat them convincingly. It definitely looks like they're a bit still shaken up. Um, it's definitely seems like they rocked their foundation, which is glorious. Yeah, they do seem a bit mentally fragile. And look, could easily be wrong. Dex well, is uh, not one to lie down. He'll have a crack at it. Thursday night, Adelaide are going to come out hard. They have to because yeah. their fans are going to demand it. Yeah, and I think it could just be on Gibbs, who wasn't there in the grand final, and obviously he's always played well against Richmond on those Thursday night openers. Yeah. We've been to a lot of them. Um, so maybe it's him that takes that team and gets them firing and makes them forget about you know whatever it was that's been bugging them. Um, I think that's probably the best thing that happens to them. He comes out round one, you know, takes control. So you're um, on the Tigers. Josh, who you got? Quarter one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Josh, who you got? Yeah, Tigers. Tigers. I think the Crows at home. Um, if they're going to win, they're going to win it in the first half. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, Tigers, they're, they're dogged enough to hang in there and, and um, pressure their way over the line. I just think they're mean enough. Like They know Adelaide are going to be a bit fragile and they'll try and shut them, like, shut them down well, in the first quarter. They I, won't kick many goals, but I, they'll play a, a restrictive game in the first quarter and then just kill them. I just think in the first quarter, Crows are going to come out angry and Richmond are going to be giggling. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we would have Remember you did this last year to us? Yeah. Uh, good Friday footy. we got North versus the Saints at Etihad Stadium. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, this is. Uh, I don't. I don't mean when you look at game plans and how either team wins. I just, you just they just hopefully well, the other team plays shit. One of the teams is going to win. Yeah, that's, uh, that's yeah. a good well, thing. I'm on the draw then. <laughs> I'm on the draw. No, I mean you have to expect St Kilda would get over the line, but you mean yeah, fuck knows. It's going to be tough backing up from the swamp that well, they were running in. They're probably going to be tired. Yeah, if not pneumonia. Yeah, look, <laughs> dengue fever or something. <laughs> On the other hand, this is as close to a grand final as North's going to get this year. Yeah. So all the stops, lads, uh, do everything, get reported, don't give a shit. Just uh, win this say, one. Win this one because we lost last year's uh, Good Friday and or, uh, I don't think you get too many shots. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you've got to put on a good show. Yep. Yeah. Because you can't have, like, they'll get Good Friday next year, North, but then if it's another shit show. Yeah. I remember we went to the game last year and it was lackluster. That was terrible. Yeah. Um, the crowd was okay, but lackluster. If they have three in a row, the yeah, AFL's going to go, guys, can yep. you meet us halfway? I just feel that from day one, this should have been North Carlton. And I know Carlton have uh, other big games, but with the Women's and Children's Hospital being right between the two suburbs and it being Good Friday and part of the Good Friday appeal, I just think it works best. Well, I'm just worried they got the Saints in there for Good Friday. It might be the Demons next time, you know what I mean? Yeah, there we are. That. That's something that's to sell. So uh, we've got two Saints and one North tipping for that. Yep. Uh, yep. Saturday, Carlton and the Suns at Etihad Stadium. This could be a decent game. I'm saying Carlton easy. I still thought Carlton would get there, yeah. But Suns, 
they've got uh, much more, f- you know, free of the stigma of having Abbott there and relying yeah. on him. Everyone's got to put their head up now. I mean, that's some young kids that did, did good stuff. Um, I think but, Wits will be the the big one because he he killed Goldstein, especially yeah. if Cruz is not playing, which well, it yeah. looks looks yeah. likely. Yeah. Also, you want to see how well it goes as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I just don't feel Gold Coast had the firepower, even compared to Carlton. Um, they're going to have big uh, Tommy Lynch up forward, um, mm. but I think his matchup with um, uh, Liam Jones is actually going to be pretty good. Yeah. Um, if, if Liam Jones can smother him, I know. Who Three years that? ago, you wouldn't have said that. 12 <laughs> months ago, you wouldn't have said that. Um, I think but, this is, these goals are going to come from midfielders in this game, I think. I think either team yeah. really is going to be that. Well, I, I really want to see Charlie Curnow back it up. Yeah. Um, if he can yeah. go, he'll be maybe on May, um, which would make it interesting. And Levi Casbolt had a shocker last week, but he might be racking this week. So. Yeah. I, but I'm I, on Carlton. I think Gold Coast is going to be pretty tired from that run. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I think Carlton will be. I imagine so. Um, and you know it's an away game, so they're used to playing without Ablett anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, MCG on um, Saturday, uh, Collingwood versus the Giants. Ouch! Can, can we just pick a margin? I think that's where you're at. Um, honestly, ten goals. I'll, I'll check the weather. Yeah, um, because if it's not like it was in Cairns last week, ten goals is half time. Yeah, I just I can't see where they're going to get their goals from uh, Collingwood. I can't see where they win a, no. a, a position on the ground. Yeah, I mean midfield wise, I'm, I'm giving it Giants easy forward line definitely Giants pick, far yeah, ahead. Pick one player. I, I mean Pendles might overcome. They're too young. Um, all, all his opposition, but he might be too smart for one of them. Yeah, no, I think the only way Collingwood can take control on the scoreboard is literally, yeah. <laughs> literally get the like, a, like a hacker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only way they're getting ahead. Big win for the Giants there, so they'll still be on top. Uh, Brisbane and Melbourne at the Gabba. Um, look, I think this is going to be a good one, but I'm on Melbourne. Yeah, I'm on Melbourne, but if they drop this, it's round two and it's almost panic time. Yeah, especially if you drop it against Brisbane, who were. Uh, not impressive against that Kilda, and he just got a, yeah just got beaten. Well, they weren't unimpressive either, but um, yeah, Melbourne should have them. They should. We're not expecting Brisbane to get anywhere near finals no. this year. Melbourne should outclass them, but yeah, well, if they don't, you never know. But yeah, I think I think Melbourne would be too strong. I think that'll come from their experience and yeah, Oliver having a blinder. Um, the Dockers uh, having their first game at the new Perth Stadium against Essendon. I don't think they're going to be the first WA team to win there. No, not no. this one. No, no, I think Essendon will enjoy the the big um, Perth Stadium as opposed to the thinner, smaller Subiaco. Yeah, I think Essendon are going to tear them apart. Um, Danaher needs a good outing. Yeah. Um, He's going to get it. This might be it. He's far too quick for somebody like uh, Johnson. Yeah, yeah. The ruck contest is going to be very interesting to watch. Well, Bell Chambers, yeah, like we said, um, had a good one last week against uh, Jacobs, but now you've got half a foot extra. Yeah. Uh, he'll have to beat him around the ground. Yeah. Um, if Zach Merritt plays, would be interesting too. I, I doubt feel, they'd risk him. I've got a feeling they might not too. Especially like having to travel across there. Um, I think you just put him on the bench and they've got plenty of people to fill that spot. Even though as mm. good as he looked. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, three accidents. Uh, Bulldogs are hosting the Eagles at Etihad. See, I think this is oh, interesting. Shit. Yeah, this is a, a tough game. one. Um, the Eagles' problem was they had no matchup for a key forward in Buddy. Yeah. Um, Bulldogs don't have a key forward. Yep. Yeah, this, this is their chance. Bulldogs are supposed to be a small running team, but even that got kind of shut down. Well, without Libertore, uh, he's, he's done. Um, uh, Wallace is still coming back. He, well, he, might he, be back he played in. in the VFL practice match. Yeah. Um, you'd assume he'd come back in. And Caleb Daniel wasn't playing either. Yeah, you know, because they're all playing in the resis. 
Yeah, which is still unbelievable. So it's, I mean, it's going to depend how they go at the suction tail, really. Well, I, I think not just that, but where they put the magnets on the board because yeah. you know, they, were, they needed a forward option, so they had um, East and Wood play down forwards. And yeah, it's, it's not quite right, and he was three in, three on one at times anyway. Yeah, and that's not really part of the game plan. He's a very yeah. important player in another part of the ground. See, I just feel like the Bulldogs are going in 10 directions at once. Yep. Yeah, um, they look yeah. confused. I'd normally tip them at Eddie Head, but I, I think West Coast is going to have them. Yeah. I, yeah. I think, yeah, I think, I West think Coast Eagles too. I think it'll be close until three-quarter time, then Eagles will just class it away, which is, I'm not saying they're the classiest, but uh, they're all playing for the same team, and I'm not sure the Bulldogs are. Uh, we might have match of the round on Thursday night with the grand final replay, but Sunday afternoon is going to give it a fair shake. Yeah. Swans and Power at the SCG. Power have a good record up there. They they won mm-hmm. last time. Yeah. Um, Jeez, we're great see, game. We're, we're going to see a shootout. Yeah, this is what I was thinking. Like, this is so hard to say for a Swans game, but this could just be all out attack yeah. on both ends. And it's going to start great. from the midfield. So. Well, it's one where losing rider won't hurt them as much as it would against other teams. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, Sinclair's doing okay, yeah. but they don't have a backup ruckman. I, no. I would like to see Watts um, playing that ruck role, probably yeah. splitting it with someone else. Um, yeah, well, Dixon, Westoff, maybe. I don't know if Westoff yeah. is back yet. But you look yeah, at. I think uh, the forward lines are not like the different styles of forward lines. Obviously, one's very buddy focused, the other yeah. one's got a lot more um, options. But it's going to be interesting to watch, like whether they can curb Buddy for a start. Yep. Because he'll be feeling his oats, um, first home game. And whether they can actually overpower an all class midfield. Because their midfield lines up pretty well, I think. Uh, against which one? Against well, both. Like, both. Uh, you look at. Yeah, so, especially midfield. if Hanabry's back. Yeah. yeah. Sydney v Port midfield. I mean, if. If Port can get on top there, that's a massive scout for them to have and lead towards a minor premiership. Yeah, which is very much what you hoped. Um, <laughs> but it is, it's a big scout for either team. Yeah, and it's been a while since Port got a big scout. I think it was the record last year where they didn't beat a top eight team or a big yeah, one or but like They didn't beat a top eight team all year, but yeah. they did beat the Swans, Yeah, who yeah. finished sixth at the end of the day. But yeah. um, who do you think, though? It's a tough one. It's tough. I mean, i got to think that Sydney's going to run out, but yeah, I think. Yeah, it's unpredictable to see how Port are going to match up against Sydney, but I feel yep. like they have to make Sydney accountable for what we usually consider like their deficiencies. Like they're going to be a bit smaller, they're going to have no one yep. for Buddy, so they need to figure out a game plan that makes them accountable as opposed to uh, a Port having to restructure their game plan around Sydney so much. I'm on Port. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to see who comes in. Uh, obviously, with Ryder out, yeah, they've got another player to come in. Like I said, I do think Watts will take that, uh, take the ruck role. But who do you bring in then? Yeah. Yep. It's going to be interesting. I, I don't know. I mean, they've come out and said our ruck stocks are depleted. You know, we got rid of um, Lobb and Trengrove, who did rucking for them as mm-hmm. well in, in the off season. So they're going to look at uh, what's left in the cupboard. Yeah. And on the flip side, Sydney, uh, they're going to have Aaliyah Aaliyah on a test, Hanabry on a test. Um, yeah. Don't worry about Aaliyah Aaliyah. Yeah. Hanabry's the only one you've got to worry about there. Yeah. But it's one of those ones where if they come in and they're right, they're going to look really brilliant. Yeah, if they come in and they're not quite there, they're going to be a liability because this is going to be breakneck speed. Yeah, um, I think Buddy has a good record against uh, Port as well. Yep. Um, so if you kick eight last week, everything says he'll have another day out. Yeah. Um, which usually means he'll kick one goal. Right. Six. <laughs> I'd still put him down for at least four, but I think yeah. he'll be less accurate because he's he's used up his accuracy tickets. Yeah. For that reason, I'm on the Swans. But uh, mind you, if you're living in Sydney, go down and watch the match because it's going to be a, a absolute bottler. Yeah. And finally, on Easter Monday, we got uh, Hawthorne and Geelong. Very likely, this will be the first outing of the big three. Um, what do they call them now? Dangerwood Lit. 
I don't know. Luton's good with that. Yeah, but... Um, Abica Wood. Abica Wood. I like it. I like it. Um, how do you see it going? Um, well, obviously, I think Geelong's going to win. But he's, there's always part of you that thinks the Hawks will get up on this stage, we know, with a good good Monday game, whatever the fuck Monday they call it. Yeah, um, Easter Monday. Easter Monday. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, Catholic education, it's good, not Western. It's, yeah. it's good Friday, all right Monday. Yeah. Um, so I think you expect him to try and step up, but it's a long, big step to take to try and give Geelong a hiding on this sort of stage. But hopefully it's close. Hopefully it's action-packed. Um, that's what I'm hoping for, but I think Geelong will get over the line. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with Geelong as well, just because with that midfield, they should be a walk in the park. How can you tip against that midfield? Yeah. Um, like, the only weakness I can see is they've got no taggers and Mitchell might get another 50-possession game. But if he gets that, you're probably going to get 150 between uh, Duncan, Selwood, Ablett and Dangerfield. Well, well that's it. They're going to run you know, uh, Dangerfield and Ablett out of the goal square. Um, yeah. There's a tough matchup. Yeah, whereas Hawks have got to bring in somebody to replace Ryan Burton. It's unlikely that Ryan Burton um, backs up after his ankle injury. Yeah, um, I, I think that that I don't know how you can tip against that midfield. You're, you're right. Tommy Mitchell's probably going to get forty touches, but the other three are going to get forty as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, and uh, this will be the first uh, Geelong game back for Jeff Kennett as well, who came out uh, and right. said, besides Hawthorne, Geelong's the team he respects the most. Wow. Interesting okay. one. Oh, that's fucking politicians. He is an odd motherfucker. Isn't he? Isn't he? He is 70, I think. So. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he can still be Prime Minister then, it seems. Well, why not? Any idiot can join uh, politics these days, which I hope to prove. Shit. All right, that'll do us for round, uh, round two preview. All right, sweet. Yeah, good luck. Peace. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.